All right. I think we're going to separate some people out from this. <laughs> Separating the sheeps and goats today. Yep. We might, Like I said, when stuff happens, we just have to go at 100 here. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. So guess what we're podcasting on? It's not Donald Trump. It's not, but it's close. <laughs> oh, there's only one thing close to Donald Trump. That's okay. American flag. Yeah, yeah, let's just talk about um, Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. okay. So I'm going to try not to be... This is where, if people have any question about us and our ministry, I guess this is the only, this is the only part where I guess it, we would appear to be on the extreme side of something. Sure. Where I don't think that we're extreme because it comes from a biblical standpoint. And I think I'm more opinionated and annoyed by it <laughs> than I than actually. Extreme. Than extreme. Sure. I think I just get, you know, because I'm very, very neutral. I think, you know, people, I, I want people to understand that I don't want you to have the wrong impression of the way that I think about something. I definitely 100% don't want to come off as disrespectful unbiblical i mean it's the the bible does make it clear how we are to behave and yeah. what we are supposed to do and right now in this time we're in right now we're in babylon and guess what guess what god told the israelites to do in babylon you're like you're gonna go and you're gonna listen to their king and you're gonna do exactly what he tells you and you're gonna do it with a smile on your face and you're gonna obey and we are in the same situation where we have, you know, we are instructed to obey our our rulers and authorities. But also, yep. um, we can't ever forget the rebels in biblical history that stood up against things and said no. Yeah. We have examples of that all over the Bible. The most famous this goes one. goes against God's word. Right. The most no. famous one is Daniel. And then... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's the most, that's the, the, the best example I think that you can use of saying, yep, we're going to, we're going to listen to this king. We're going to do all these things. Oh, this is too far. Nope. I can't do this. I can't be a part of this. And if you notice, like D the Daniel and the, they lived in that culture and they're like, yeah, we do the things. Yay, King. Yay. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. His allegiance wasn't there. His allegiance was to God. He still went and prayed three times a day from his room facing Jerusalem. Like it's it's something that he, they they lived completely apart while they were in inside of Babylon. It's really important for Christians not to forget that there there is a difference there of living for God while inside of Babylon. And I think a lot of times we just take the listen to the king and because he's blessed by God and then it's just what you do. When it fits our agenda. When it fits. Absolutely. But yet if we were under again, if we were under a different different king, different president, it's a whole completely different story. That's when we want to rebel. And well, I think the things. thing that honestly is so heartbreaking about it is I saw someone who I really respect him anyways. And she said, well, it doesn't matter if you don't agree with him 
And the only reason why any of this matters is he is professing to be a believer in Christ and he, that he uses that as part of his platform. So that's why it's such a big issue. And it's like, are you really though? Cause you're not. But anyways, her point was, so we have to look at the future for our children and grandchildren and make the best choices to give them a future. And it's like, no, you mm. trust in the Lord. Yeah, that has Where is that biblical? With, that is, that oh my God. That's not. That was mind-blowing for um, me to see. That's very unfortunate that mm-hmm. somebody would believe that way. Yeah. That with somebody that would get caught up in the cares and affairs of this world that much, that that would make you believe that. You don't think that God has... Con- so you think by your choice and by this president mm-hmm. that God has all of a sudden lost control and that we all of a sudden have yeah. control over God's sovereign plan. And that's the steps that you need to take in order to ensure any kind of future for your children and grandchildren. No, so. God, I mean, you know, that's fine. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it should be if you... If you are that type of minded person, okay, there, there, which it's not, it, it's definitely not unbiblical to get involved and to vote and to do these things and do this and to get involved sure. in government. There's no, there's if no, that's what you feel. if that's what you feel that you're called to, sure, that's fine. That it's not that that's not anti-Christian or anti-God or anything like that. And it's not. There's nothing wrong with working towards, you know, doing things on the positive side. But for a Christian, it just really puts you in an odd place because you understand that you're working with the world and you're working Mm -hmm. against sin and you're working against an evil that is only being restrained by God. And you have and you have no control over over the hearts of man. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you and do so nothing. That doesn't you mean know, that you do nothing, but it has to put you control. it puts you in an important weird place. Mm-hmm. Especially in a place like government. Absolutely. Because you know that you don't have this ultimate control and you know that you can't force people not to sin. Yep. And so it just puts you in this weird, you know, place. So I don't want people to misunderstand me and misquote me and think that and say that all people that are involved or do this or vote or anything like this, that I'm pointing my finger and saying that you're anti-Christian or anything like that. But I just get more, more puzzled on why. Yeah. Especially when we know, and that's why I was going through John MacArthur, Dr. MacArthur's book, when we know that the condition of the world and the problems that we're facing with in the world today these problems are indicating a time that the Lord warned us and told us to be watchful of mm-hmm. because he said that your society will ultimately be governed by these ideals and these things at the before my return. Yep. And we're not seeing that we're not seeing these issues that we're seeing as pointing to Christ and pointing to his return. We are seeing these as an attack against Christ and his values exactly. and something that and we have to do something the problem. about. Because so we should see this and we go, focus hey, is, is this wrong. means Jesus is coming. Not, oh my gosh, we're being attacked. Everything is horrible. We got to vote for this Let's guy to it. save yeah. our values. And so we can we be here another 20 years for our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. It's like, uh, listen, you, you, your, your, your focus... Your idea, just your focus needs to be, you can be excited about these, or, you know, be upset, excited about these times that we're living in, but all of these only put the focus and the spotlight on Christ. Mm-hmm. 
but I have yet one person out of all of these have heard, look at Donald Trump. You know what Donald Trump means? You know what these issues that we're facing? You know, Praise God that Donald that they raised up Donald Trump because this means that we're this closer to Christ. Because look because at the look state, at of, the the state of the world yeah. and where we have to be now. Not where goodness, where we Trump's are. Trump's going to protect my heaven on earth right. for me right. and create my earthly kingdom. Right. Do, do any of us Americans really want to be in a place where we have to have a man like Donald Trump leading our country? <laughs> Is that really the type That's of life want? that we want to have? Even if we enjoy what he's doing i'm sure. saying i think all of us could agree that yeah it'd probably be good not to have a loud mouth boisterous rich man that's filthy and no foul at the head of our at the helm of our country i think anybody could unfortunately that's what Makes the country needs well, yeah, yeah but unfortunately that's what the country needs for the directions and the in the things that it are facing because we yeah. you know you can see that if you're involved i've said this before and if you're a hater of me and, a, and you're the one that dislikes every single Trump video I do, you're Hi. misunderstanding my point here. My point is is that I'm agreeing with you in the, in the world, the way that it, the direction that it's going and everything. Nobody else other than Trump right now could fix these liberal – I mean they call them lib I'm, – I'm not going to use that word. But they, the, what they call them is very, very fitting. Because it's so stupid and mindless and weak and, and like just. But then the other side is so far puffed up with pride. You know, we've just gone off the tracks. But so I can stay kind of neutral here. I'll say that I can see where a hard hitting, no BS, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to put this, this, and this on here. And this is the type of, of person that you would need to accomplish these goals. Sure. But so identifying that, go, yeah, man, these these times require these things. But these times are pointing more towards the soon return of Christ because it means that society and the world is governed by these fil the, these ideals of of equality and greed and in. There's so many terms that you can you can fit in there that we are governed by as is the you know by the way that we think. Um, your focus is just incorrect on not putting that towards Christ. Yep. And no matter how many times I I, I point out, it does not matter that. But I point it out every time. The Apostle Paul was very very prideful of where he came from. And who he was. He explains that all throughout his letters, specifically in Philippians. You see that he was a very, very prideful Hebrew. Hebrew of all Hebrews. Okay. He can was translate that American of, all, of all Americans. Americans. I mean, he knew the law, which was God's law. You know, he so he knew his Bible. He obeyed, you know, he did, he followed everything flawlessly. Mm -hmm. And yet, and he was also a Roman citizen, which back in the time came with a lot of pride. Huge ordeal. Especially if you were, I mean, you were, you were born as a Roman citizen. That gave you so many rights. That was just like being an American citizen. Right, it gave you almost the same amount of rights, and it and it got you out of a lot of trouble. Just like if you get in trouble in another country, 
and you're like, I'm going to, well, it doesn't work in some, you don't want to <laughs> go to North Korea and do stupid stuff, <laughs> but you know, usually it's, it's, you know, I, I do know a lot of countries where it, it is the reverse, but still you're not going but to many torture. Times you're not, you can call on the U S embassy. Right. And to you're not going to help the, you. Right. You're not going to get beaten and whipped and tortured as an American citizen in public mm-hmm. in places like, you know, it, that's just not going to happen. Um, and that's pretty much what call Paul, you know, called out. He's like, you sure you want to do this to a Roman citizen? And with that, he had the direct appeal to Caesar, which meant that he could skip, you know, kind of skip something and be transported to Rome to go wait to, to meet with Caesar. I'm going way too far off on history here, but the point is, is that he counted all of this as nothing. And he said, it is all garbage, and I gave everything up so I could gain Christ. He still did a Nazarite vow. He still made all these prom and, and did these different things. But he did he accounted the things that he did as nothing. He did them to not disrespect anybody else. And it was to win people to Christ. So if I can win somebody to Christ by not disrespecting it, that's definitely something as a Christian that I, I must do. Okay, but then we also lead in, this is what leads into the point of this whole podcast, because one of you had brought this up. Uh, well, I think it was while I was in the hospital. It was on a message. Right after that, yeah. Oh, okay, it was right after. I think. And I read it, and Heidi and I were talking about it, and I'm like, I have to podcast on this because this is this is what we do for our homeschool. This is the way that we teach our children, and... This is where I try not to teach extremism on this side of it. We try to be equal and let the kids decide if it's something that they want to do, I guess. I don't, we don't have any Because we don't specific. want our kids to believe the things we believe just because we told them they have to believe this. We want to educate our children, show them all the cards, teach them, let them learn and understand and process through these things, and then for them to make decisions based upon that. And we certainly have times when our kids are like, uh, I don't think I agree with you, especially Travis, right? He's older, and as he's trying to weigh these things, yeah. there's been times when he's like, eh, I don't know. I see what you're saying, but I don't know if I yeah, feel Yeah, like and that, we've, yeah. okay, then you need to go, you look into it. And it's funny because he'll go, and he'll look into it, and he'll mull over it for a while, and the next thing you know, he comes back, and he's like, okay, I thought you were being yeah. too harsh on that. But, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's absolutely And I'm hard. not, and we let them get to that own pro- their own process. And they have things that they disagree with us on. That's fine. Sure. They don't have to agree with us. But this is one of the things that we've taught. And we continue to teach, and every single one of them seems to just f- see it and follow along. And, you know, it's we, we teach them that, look, if, if somebody, well, this issue specifically, no. But usually, this is one thing that we ha- I teach the kids to bow out of. I know I'm keeping everybody on the edge of their seats. So we are talking about the Pledge of Allegiance. So we're going to definitely lock comments on here. I, I encourage anybody to be like, well, then how do you reconcile this? How do you reconcile this or anything like that privately? If you want to email us at aphomechurch at gmail.com, I encourage it. Or if you have more questions and you're, and you're just more curious, sure, email me. These comments for these types of things get ugly. 
And so and we're just not gonna just not gonna put up with argue it, it on so, the internet. No, and I'm not gonna argue. And this is what we do in with our in how we teach our children. And I know this video itself is probably gonna get flagged and probably gonna get <laughs> everything else. But Trump's gonna bust down our door. And All right, so let's let's talk about it. And first, I think we might have to do another discussion, probably with Alexis and Travis. It would probably be, they would probably be good to have in this about patriotism in yeah, general. Yeah, in this discussion. Cuz people assume if you're not a Christian who's like over the top patriotic that you just like hate our troops and you hate America and Right, you because don't I I would I would I would say that they don't agree with us 100% on this on all on, aspects on all yeah. aspects in this direction. But at the end of the day, they understand where our heart is coming from for it. And, and they understand they that it's rooted agree in, with yeah, thing. and they understand that it's rooted in biblical understanding. And I think it's just that the, it, the issue to them, I don't think that they care about as much as we care about it. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I don't speak for them. So we will get them on and probably continue this discussion um, to open ourselves up for just death threats i guarantee you because <laughs> seriously people get people so get cranky so crazy over this we We've were talking people, yeah we talked more today i mean we have had a total now of four people leave the home church and i can in the only reasons that we know that i understand why are because, because of, of of these types of things nothing so. biblical nothing just of the world nothing it's just a worldly opinion and and I'm sorry that I appeared that legalistic that it would turn somebody away from that. But again, at the same time, if you're that much in love with the world that it makes you that upset that you're going to to disagree with something that I say that much just based off of that, I, I really don't have any apologize, apologies for that. Yeah. Because, like I said, my viewpoint is rooted in a biblical understanding. But the pe the Pledge of Allegiance, this question had come up. Okay, um, and I know even some parents have come to us, like, un kind of uncomfortable with it. They're like, hey, we're doing, you know, this biblical curriculum, you know, we're reading our Bible, we're, we're praying, we understand these things. And not even from us talking about it, these are people coming to their own conclusions going, well, I don't really feel comfortable with this. Teaching your kids Teaching to your the kids Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of, that's what I said, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. I thought I did. Yeah, teaching your kids the Pledge of Allegiance. With saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and they asked what our, what our feeling is on it, or or whatever, and then one in particular, they a couple got pretty upset because they were family was family upset, was yeah. upset because it wasn't something that was included or something. How do that you they not know not, the Pledge of Allegiance? How do you not know it? Our kids don't know it. Our kids don't know it either. Well, Travis, well, I think kind of. Well, Travis kind of knows we've of it. Yeah, I mean, we've taught it. They and I remember Lily just rolled her eyes and said that that was stupid it was written in there was a but she's my kid so there was a page in actually the good and the beautiful homeschool book that's when i say like i have things that i disagree with them in their curriculum but it was more pushing that type of stuff than it was anything else but um it was a page that they had and travis i didn't realize that's what they're doing travis brought it to me as a whole the whole activity for the day was going over the roots of it, knowing it and all these different things. And Travis brought it to my attention. He's like, mom, I don't want to do this. I mm. don't feel right about doing this. And I said, all right, skip it. Don't do it. That's fine. You feel a conviction that you don't want to do that. Sure. Skip it. Mm -hmm. 
And then that's when Lily was like, what the heck is that? So she was reading through it. They, she had no idea what it was. Travis did go to pri uh, public school for a year and a half when he first started school. So he technically knows about it because he did go to school. So he, I'm sure he was taught it, you know, and did all of that. I don't know how much he really remembers, but our girls have never had like, hey, it's time to stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Like they don't know what that is. Yeah. Th now this is, again, this is a, this is an opinion podcast. I can't force anybody to understand or feel or think this way. But where I come from on this and why is there is nothing inherently unchristian about the Pledge of Allegiance. There's nothing wrong with saying it. Pledging your allegiance to a flag? <sighs> It, well, because of the touchy issue that it is in Christianity and Christians that are not solid food fed Christians yet, it's one of those things that I really hate to say it's completely unbiblical flat out. Yeah. Okay. But that's where, that's where I'm going to get, I can't say that because I, I think there's, there's allowances for you're not, we're taught to give respect to caesar give to caesar what is caesar's okay this whole thing this whole pledge of allegiance is part of caesar's deal as us as christians understand that people are really wrapped up in this stuff so any little thing that we do causes all kinds of hate and thought and crazy and it caught just by our action it causes all of this hysteria not saying that colin kaepernick was doing this because of a biblical reason he sure. wasn't everybody's flipping out because this is just i mean it's just an empty protest for uh, brutality and and whatever his the rest of his readings reasonings were Okay, so that's not the question. And this that was for the national anthem. Obviously, that's different, but it's the same idea. Um, you know, his kneeling, that was, that's perceived as extremely disrespectful, maybe to even a believer that's not completely solid in their understanding of Scripture and takes that as a legitimate knock against God and every single service person that they know that died sure you know so that's where it raises question on okay do i take the vow and just do it to not offend probably that's that's probably that's what the bible tells me to do yep um but that's where i think that we this is where paul is kind of upset at the corinthians and first corinthians when he's explaining to them he's like okay we should be on step two here, yeah. but we're still, we're still on, on step, step one. one you guys and together. you guys haven't got here yet. And it's because you're involving too much of the world with this message. And I'm, I'm, I'm having to keep feeding you this, this, this milk and I can't feed you the solid food yet. Mm -hmm. So this is where we need to get. I feel like we need to get to this second step as believers and go, okay, what we need to understand here is this is, man, this is really, really not for God here. Because mm -hmm. we don't pledge our allegiance to 
anything but God. It doesn't matter if it's an ideal. You have to understand that God does not need anything attached to him. Exactly. He Nothing. Scripture is sufficient. Done, period. I, I mean, Christ is sufficient. Done, period. These. That's it. That's all you need. You don't need a flag. You don't need a saying. You don't need a country. You don't need... And the two are not exclusive. They are not. That salt, that's the solid food of it. The two are not exclusive. Okay? You can... It's fine. It just... It, the solid food aspect of it is it means nothing in heaven. It means nothing to God where you came from. It matters how you served him. And that doesn't mean only as a soldier or as only as a police officer or something else. That means as a soldier of Christ, how yep. did you honor God? You know, a person like Paul Washer, who I don't believe even before. Yeah, he, I don't think he spent a day in the millet. Maybe he did. I don't think so. <laughs> but maybe not. Um, maybe it's a bad example. But I, who didn't spend a day in the military versus some great, soul, you know, well-decorated Purple Heart soldier. Yeah. Um, that... Like, there's no difference there of, of you know, and, and everybody's works are the same. So, there's really no sense of elevation and only that's only as, you know, kind of a self, I you know, made idea that this is super honorable over anything else and it moved in. That's fine. But we sure. just have to understand what it is and not care that much and understand that the whole world is is under judgment. Everything's going to burn. Whether you're in America or in South Africa, it's the whole thing is going to ultimately burn and he's going to destroy it. Not one nation rises above another nation. That includes the United States of America. Yep. It, it doesn't indicate that there's going to be a special procession for all of the military men and women that died in the United States only in heaven. I, 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 it doesn't mean that those people aren't going to be in heaven. That just means that they're no different than somebody who served and honored God faithfully. And, and suffered persecution. So what what's the difference between a great American soldier and a Chinese uh, person that's suffering horrible persecution while still keeping faith in Christ? Yeah. Where's the, there's no, so, I mean, both both persons' works are filthy rags at the end of the day, which it, it doesn't matter, but it, it, in the honoring that God does of these works that we do in the, in the spirit-led works that God, that do please God, there's no difference in between those two people. They both did admirable works, but one is not better than the other. So that's where that's the solid food of it that just why are we why would this be a con like a concern or even a question? The when in uh, the other part of it is my opinion of it, I believe it's it's a little bit small-minded. I know that's a harsh statement. Forgive me if that's offensive to you. But I view it like that because the Pledge of Allegiance itself is was literally created as a political propaganda piece 
to pump up patriotism in the country. <laughs> that's it. That's the reason why it was created. And that that certainly does not explain the whole history of the Pledge of Allegiance. But that's still a fact of the Pledge of Allegiance, that it was literally written to be, to pump up patriotism and... You know, this this happened from the very beginning, the very early 1900s, very late 1800s, 1900s, all the way up and through World War II, that we had this marketing of patriotism and this push of patriotism, and then we tied God into it. And this is where the American gospel got got created during this period of time because we associated god and country together and materialism and we married these things together and we what we did is we created a a false christ that looks a lot like jesus says all the right things doesn't but we have things like this the pure pledge of allegiance itself this is biblical truth disqualifies itself from Christianity period. And again, you need to be spiritually discerned, be able to understand that a pledge of allegiance, which is a promise an oath to the flag. Well, we don't, even though we can, we as Christians don't pledge our allegiance to anything other than God. Even though, yeah, okay, we can do things to not offend people, but we don't view it like that. We, we start looking at it as, yeah, I do. I pledge my allegiance to this country, to what its values are, to what it's about. What are its values? Liberty and justice for all, for all races, all nations, all peoples, which is something that, that I agree with and that we need to lean on, but that's not Christian values because we serve one God, not many gods. And it's a serious thing to worship many gods and then to try to claim that this is your God. It's a very, very serious thing that you just shouldn't do. Because it's not liberty and justice for all. It's, it's, it's not this free idea that everybody can live together under the same sun. That's what it is, and that's what we it has to be, but that's where we as Christians have to realize that that's a worldly system there. Because we can't walk around with legalism sticks and tell people how they can and cannot sin. We can fight against evil and we can and we can make our place known, but it's still it's not our job to overthrow Rome. It was Jesus never did. Find me a place where Jesus said that he no matter of fact when the disciples when people started sensing that he was going to be a political messiah he's like whoa oh, nope hold the phone guys. hold that's the not phone what i'm here doing not what i'm here yet like, wait what that's the second time but he pushed all of that stuff off and it was because his kingdom is not of this world this this kingdom values is not the same as the world that we see today. And we can't attempt to force those values onto the world around us. 
because the world and people born in this country do have a right to freedom of everything, freedom of religion, freedom of they don't have to practice one way. No. They guess what? Homosexuals if the states and the country agrees that okay, Christians you don't have the right to say that a man and a man can't love each other and can't get married. If that's what the states say, then what okay. The states say. I can't tell you how you can and cannot sin. I believe that's a sin, but that's got to be your choice. And clearly this is something that the world wants. We want equality. And even our beloved president acknowledges gay rights. And vows to support and help them. Sure. Which. As an American. As an American, you should you freedom, not? Absolutely. You have to. You have to protect all forms of faith and all forms of belief, which is a very difficult position. But to maintain peace and liberty and all these different things, you have to let the Satanists be at City Hall and say their satanic prayers. Yeah. That's what freedom We have is. to let the Muslims have the mosques mm -hmm. and worship a complete false god. We have to have... The Hindus, we have to have, we, we, we need all of these things in our culture. But the reality of that is Babylon worshiping many gods and us worshiping the only god inside of this. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for us as Christians to separate these two things. To say, wait a minute, it's not possible to have liberty and justice for all as a Christian. You can't say that. What do you mean? One nation under God. Under many gods, you mean? We are not a nation under God. Do you know what it would require for a nation to be under God? We're not a Christian nation and we've never been a Christian nation. Do you know what that would require? Oh, something nobody here is willing to do. No, that, cause that would require repentance across the board, not only of leaders, but of citizens. Everybody. It would, That's what I'm saying. Nobody's everybody would have to repent and turn their lives and their focus and their eyes to Christ. That's a monumental task that we don't have the power to accomplish. So... You know, I think there's plenty of biblical references to protect you saying and teaching your kids the Pledge of Allegiance. But I also think that there's plenty of references that tells you that you shouldn't. And I don't agree with most people's summaries on this topic. That's why I said I think this is where I lean on the extreme because I'm not going to. I don't teach my kids to say it. I don't want them to say it. But I also don't want to offend the world or start, you know, some zealous movement or just somebody to think something different. So if you want to put your hand over your heart and say a prayer while you're doing it, go ahead. You know, don't don't purposely offend somebody, but at the same time, don't say that.
Because we only pledge our allegiance to God. And to the Republic, I mean, one nation under God, indivisible. Really? That's not biblical. It's very divisible. Very much very, so. Very, very divisible. So, no, I don't, and I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all. I, yeah, I'm a little bit of a rebel, a little zealous, I guess. You could call me a, um, whatever, but when a Christian socialist literally writes the words to a pledge to a flag, I'm sorry, this is where I'm, Danny, I am not bowing down to Caesar on that one. Not because they disrespect you or your grandpa or my brother or my best friend or whoever else that was in the military or, or what you perceive. But I have never seen anything that people hang on to, any symbol more than that, that is more important to them than anything. And I just, as a Christian, I don't understand that because it's not exclusive. And as homeschool parents, that's not what we teach, you know, tell them that, yeah, like I said, we don't want to offend people. Um, you can go through the regular motions and say a prayer and not say the pledge. Sure. And that's what we suggest, but, um, because it's not about that, but I just, I don't, there's no biblical basis for doing, doing so. And I think there's a lot more evidence saying that you shouldn't do things like that. So I don't know if that really answered anything, but I hope that it at least covered where we come from on this. Absolutely. You know, it's not from a place of disrespect or anything like that. It's just a, from a biblical stance. I don't see it. And if anybody could explain to me where... It is, let me know. Yeah, that would be great. I, I mean, I, I, you know, yes, we, we, we live as subject under this rule and authorities and we obey it. We render to Caesar what's Caesar's and we don't cause a scene. We obey it. We just pay the stupid tax. We don't do what we got to do to get by. But this seems to me like this just jumps over the line a bit. Yeah. When you start pledging things and, and using words like this to anything that's in this world it's just very deceptive so i cannot wait from the fallout for this one but i <laughs> hope be so much fun <laughs> i hope it explained a little bit more as opposed to just made people mad yeah and i have about 32 different verses here <laughs> that i i can I can include his biblical references of why I don't agree with doing this. <laughs> so I think that's it. Shorter one. Done deal. Done deal. Um, yep. We don't teach our kids it and nope. I don't recommend it. Anybody else. Does. Anybody else does as either as a, as a believer, but you're a foreigner. You're living that's here my opinion. Exile. I also don't think, and I'm not going to be legalistic and point my finger at you. If you decide to think differently, I would just ask that you would take 
those things into consideration. If you come to a different conclusion, then I'm not here to argue with you or change your mind. Yeah, if you're truly searching scripture sure. and praying for conviction and you still... I'm not trying to change your mind or I'm yeah. not trying to, to say anything, but I would ask that you just take that into prayer and just honestly think about it because, I mean, if if you've got... if you're if you're being fed solid food and, and you see it and you know it, it's just something that you should not be comfortable with. But you may come to a different conclusion.